Thanks for tuning into this disease pod through Ashisha. I am Meera and I will be your host for the day. Today we have a really special guest with us who I am sure will impart some of her knowledge with you through this episode. Bansky once said and I quote, If you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Extending our warmest greetings to the people tuning in, we are so excited to introduce you all to our guest for the day, Dr. Ritu Gupta, an adolescent health expert and coach with a keen interest in understanding child psychology and human relationships. She has also been the secretary and president of the Academy of Pediatrics, Noida Branch. Doctor, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners about yourself? Uh, so, Meera, you have covered most of it. I just want to add that I work with teenagers and also I work with parents to empower and enable them to, you know, uh, be powerful in dealing with whatever they are dealing with in life. So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. We are lucky to have an expert like you with us today. Thank you. So our topic for this episode is stress management, dealing with burnouts and panic and anxiety attacks. Doctor, I would like to ask you, what is stress and how much stress is ideal stress? Yeah. So stress is like, which puts you in sort of a, you know, some extended strain situation. So like we call it as you stress or a positive form of stress, which has a beneficial effect on your health, on your motivation, performance, and even emotional well-being. So we call it as an, like you stress. Like, for example, suppose, you know, uh, you are appointed as a a head boy or a head girl in school, or you are selected as secretary in your college. So that always comes with an added bag of responsibilities. Still, and there's an added stress, but there uh, it motivates you to do more and it adds to your emotional well-being and your health. So that kind of stress is called you stress or the positive stress. But when the stress is prolonged or it has a negative impact or it becomes too much, then it is like, you know, uh, it leads to a sort of, you know, negative uh, impacts in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So doctor, what are the best methods to deal with stress, especially for teenagers and students? Yeah. So how to deal with stress? So first of all, you know, teenagers, youngsters, preteens, adolescents, like the whole whole spectrum, we we call them as adolescents and young adults. So the kids starting from nine years of age till 25 years of age, they deal with a lot of stress in life. And what adds to it is there is uh, like, you know, there are lots of, uh, you have to do studies. Then there are environmental factors. There are, uh, you have to look after, like take care of the family. You have a social circle. You have to take care of the extracurricular. You have to build up your profile for future. So all those things, they add to the stress. And the best way to deal with the stress is to, keep certain things in mind, like uh, have a positive outlook in life, Uh, be mindful about what you are doing, what you are not doing, what you are doing today, what will be the impact in future. 
or you doing something which you might have to regret later in life so that is one thing where you don't you take actions today here and now and which will have a long term impact on leading a stressful life apart from that a healthy lifestyle sleeping enough 8 to 9 hours of sleep every day sleeping in time regular exercise like 60 minutes of exercise daily that plays a major major role because when you exercise then happy hormones which are called endorphins are released and also they curtail they curb the stress hormone cortisol so that's a most important factor one of the most important factors to keep stress at bay then uh, eating healthy and uh, doing things which you love to do following your passion following your hobbies spending time with friends not indulging in things which can be harmful like alcohol drugs so avoid junk food so avoid that as much as possible following uh, like stuff like yoga meditation you know or uh, doing things which you like where you help somebody else make a difference in somebody else's life contributing that fulfills you and that takes care of your stress so these are few of the things which a person which a teenager can do to handle stress right i think even uh, like today when the stress the amount of stress in teenagers life is increasing day by day like it's not decreasing in any manner it's very important for every teenager to know that there are some techniques which can help curtail this stress yeah so uh, moving on to our next topic is there a difference between burnout and exhaustion and if yes how do we differentiate between the two yeah so uh, exhaustion is a short term thing you know one okay. can get physically and emotionally exhausted burn, like you know uh, suppose you have had a long day or uh, your work your studies are monotonous or you are not getting enough sleep you are not getting time to do things which you love to do that can lead to exhaustion okay and maybe taking a short break maybe taking a short holiday maybe just hanging out with friends having a cup of you know uh, i mean a glass of juice over or a coffee not too much of coffee obviously yeah. but a cup of coffee and uh, chatting with friends or talking with friends listening to music so such activities can take care of the exhaustion but when okay. if there is a prolonged stress frustration that leads to burnout there is like a okay. chronic fatigue you know and that burnout could be because over prolonged periods you have to you have to you know prove yourself to the world so as i earlier also mentioned at this age teenage like there are many responsibilities of your studies of extracurricular maintaining your profile uh, like your social life your social media family the the expectations of your mom and dad so all that you need to take care of and if there's no break it goes on and on and on and the stress keeps building up it becomes chronic and it leads to a burnout 
okay so that yeah. is what, yeah a burnout is and burnout can also lead to a lot of emotional upheaval physical and mental uh, uh, upheavals yeah, yeah. so uh, and there can be symptoms like anxiety depression physical symptoms like one can complain of pain in the tummy headache uh, girls may miss their periods that is one of the signs of burnout okay and uh, uh, there could be many other like symptoms of a burnout one should these are the some of the red flag signs sorry red flag okay. signs and one should keep a tab on these and uh, how can we deal with it again something similar like you should take care of your uh, daily routine your sleep hygiene your eating habits something which you love to do take time each and every day to take uh, like you know uh, do things which you love to do which is your passion which is your hobby mm -hmm. okay and uh, listening to music or before sleep follow some ritual or some routine which unwinds you so you can uh, yeah you can just listen to some good music take a warm shower read a book okay uh, like anything anything which makes you happy and unwind mm -hmm. and relax and slow down in life so take a break whatever mm -hmm. is making you stressed whatever you is making you worried just slow down and stop and see what's happening take a break and then start again and if it's too severe then you can take help of an expert and how much time does it take approximately to get over a burnout is it different for different people or is it roughly the same yeah it varies it varies on the intensity and the duration of the burnout the sooner we take care of it the faster it can be taken care of you know faster it will go away but if it's been long standing and if it's been really severe then it may take a uh, months to go so it depends how intense it is how severe it is okay yeah doctor moving on to the last question for today what is the difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks and how does one learn to deal with both of them yeah so again there is you know all these topics they there's a lot of overlap the symptoms they Uh, they are almost similar so panic attack is mainly it happens out of the blue it happens suddenly and it mainly i mean most of the times it doesn't have any trigger it just happens and it's short lived like its duration is small whereas uh, anxiety attack it generally has a stressor or a trigger which leads to it sometimes you know it's it builds up and then it leads to an anxiety attack and it generally gradually grows it may become intense over time and it may take longer to go away also so that's the difference okay and again like as uh, in uh, in stress in anxiety like you know uh, all those cases here also a panic attack also one needs to first of all acknowledge that panic is not going to help you in any way so just acknowledge your thoughts your uh, like you know emotions what you are feeling 
and your body sensations, get present to them, acknowledge them, and then uh, just relax that this is going to pass and it will pass. And in also an anxiety attack, again, acknowledge that, okay, I'm feeling anxious. So again, acknowledge your, what your thoughts are, what your emotions yeah. are, what your body sensations are at that time, get present to them, let them be. Don't do anything about it. Just let them be. Secondly, you need to go to the source or the trigger of the anxiety attack. What is leading to my stress? What is leading to my anxiety? And then can I do anything about it? What is it? Where is it coming from? And if you can do anything about it, do something about it, do take actions. Like if, if, if your anxiety attack is coming from your fear of exams, or losing out something, then you need to work there. And at the same time, follow all those rules, eating healthy, sleeping for proper eight to nine hours, uh, sleeping in time, having regular, doing regular exercise, doing things which make you happy. You can follow med meditation, yoga, you can uh, practice mindfulness, Okay, all those mm -hmm. things, taking care of all of that. And, uh, and again, like if, if it's too, it's, it's going out of control, you can't manage it on your own, then you should take an expert's uh, support there. You should go to an expert. Yeah, that right. is it. And what is the importance of special activities like yoga and journaling, preventing such anxiety and such panic attacks? Yeah. So when you do yoga, so you, that calms you. Okay. When you are, say, suppose concentrating on your breathing, breathing in, breathing out. So you are concentrating there. So it calms your muscles. Okay. And, uh, and, and meditation also, you know, yoga while, while exercising yoga is like you are uh, doing various breathing exercises, doing various asanas, yogas and meditation. Mm -hmm. So breathing exercises and uh, uh, like concentration, being mindful about whatever you are doing. So that mm -hmm. really relaxes you and calms you. And one more thing uh, you asked Mira, it just slipped my mind. What else did you mention? Um, journaling. Yeah. So journaling or like maybe even talking to somebody whom you can confide in, whom you can trust. So it's like yeah. venting out whatever you are feeling, venting out your emotions. So uh, like talking aloud maybe, you know, so it's it yeah. really, again, it calms you. It takes away whatever is pent up. So that's very, very critical, very important that you can do journaling, you can talk to a friend, you can talk to a trusted adult, uh, you could talk to some spiritual guru, whosoever you feel comfortable with and you, are, you uh, can trust in. And right. exactly like the same way journaling, it really helps. So you could yeah. do any of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, now just um, one more question that if the source of a trigger of an anxiety attack cannot be identified, then what is the best way to go ahead? Yeah. So see, most in most of the cases, if you work with an expert, if you're not able to do it alone, uh, you can go to the source of the anxiety or stress. Where is it coming from? 
there is some experience something which happened in your past something which happened in your life and then similar events happening over and over again so that adds to your keep adding to your anxiety and stress so in most of the cases you can identify that trigger or what the source is and you can then deal with it in case you are not able to identify then also like you can just accept it okay so this is it something is leading to this but this is something which is not helping me it's having a detrimental effect on me and now what can i do about it so then you can do whatever like works for you following again all those things anything like uh, exercising gymming you can uh, do some adventure sports if you are fond of or you can uh, do journaling meditation yoga mindfulness dancing music therapy drama theater like anything to deal with it but you know uh, uh, we we use cognitive behavioral therapy and other uh, forms of therapy in science where we really work with the teenagers uh, and we work with them we follow we also do guided imagery and uh, like we try and find out the source what is at the source right okay. and and as i said if you are not able to find the source but at least eco and uh, share your thoughts your emotions what you are feeling what exactly you are going through with somebody whom you can trust that really helps yeah i hope that answers your question ara if there's anything yes, still you can ask um one thing i would like to ask what are coping mechanisms and what are good and bad coping mechanisms yeah so as the word implies coping is something which we use to deal with the situation okay that is coping mechanism or and uh, like if we have positive coping mechanisms they help us to bounce back whatever the situation is whatever the challenges and circumstances are in our life uh, our positive coping mechanism help us to bounce back make us resilient okay uh, so good coping mechanisms are as i already shared our regular exercise you know going for a walk listening to music doing yoga doing meditation just meeting up with friends sitting spending time with nature following pursuing your hobbies and passions they all are positive coping mechanisms and negative coping mechanisms are which which will give you you know tra uh, transient relief short term relief like uh, taking to uh, alcohol you know or smoking or drug use abuse i would say rather yeah mm -hmm. or uh, or unhealthy se sex so all these are or risky behaviors like other risky behaviors like driving rash so all these are negative coping mechanisms eating junk food yeah so they'll give you a temporary transient high or transient relief but yeah. they are actually negative coping mechanisms and in the long term they'll have a negative impact because yeah. they also will add to your stress and slowly and slowly your cortisol levels will keep building up 
and they mm-hmm. will have a detrimental negative impact on your mental health psychological health emotional health as well as your physical health definitely yeah so doctor you mentioned the term resilience can you explain yeah. the significance of being resilient in life yeah so resilience is an ability to bounce back in in life in various situations in various circumstances so and it is of like it is critical to have this uh, ability so it's a uh, it's a quality which each and every human being must possess to deal with whatever life throws at you with power freedom and self expression okay so whatever difficult situations and see as human beings we all face different situations at different times and how resilient you are uh, really can you know uh, turn the life the way you want it to turn like for example we have been facing pandemic since yeah. uh, 2020 and uh, there have been a like you know sudden like real spurt in mental illnesses people have been dealing a lot but at the same time there are people there are teenagers there are adults who are resilient and they they had good coping skills and they could you know deal with it in a positive and a powerful manner and uh, their coping skills came handy and they could bounce back maybe they had a setback they also uh, experienced some you know downtrend some downhill experiences but they bounce back and they are facing life powerfully they are doing well in every area of their life they are uh, following a schedule doing regular exercise doing work they are finding new ways to uh, get connected with people or even people who lost their jobs they found something new to support themselves you know so mm-hmm. resilience uh, like takes you uh, a long way it always comes handy it is one of the most critical skills life skills you can say yeah, yeah. doctor uh, what role do you think the parents play uh, while their child is dealing with stress or anxiety or panic attack and how can we work towards eradicating this stigma associated with mental health condition yeah see parents play play a major and a critical role in their teenagers or adolescents health so whenever they see that you know my child is dealing with some sort of stress or is not behaving normally there is some deviation from the normal behavior they should be alert they should take care they should always be connected with their adolescents and teenagers because this is a very very uh, you know very uh, delicate stage of life when there's a transitioning from childhood to adulthood yeah and uh, and they should also know the parents all parents must know that that their children's brain the prefrontal cortex is not fully developed during adolescence and even teenage which is important for their analytical thinking for taking wise decisions in life so most of the decisions which the adolescents and teenagers take are impulsive they they are emotional emotion uh, based 
okay and if the parents understand that and they are by their by the side of their children by their you know so they'll always be there to support them whatever they are going through and once if if your parents understand you the things become much easier you know they can go through anything and everything easily much more effortlessly and they can uh, so most important thing which the parents can provide is their understanding of their child and their connectedness with their child such that their child is open to and free to come up to them share anything and everything whatever they are dealing with so that they don't uh, have to you know go on go uh, to you know following negative coping skills yeah yeah so sometimes what happens yeah sorry sometimes what happens is that parents say that this is not this is not something which is real mental health is uh, you know sometimes they blame it on social media on phones and they don't consider that mental illness, mental illness is a real thing as you said that you work with parents how does one make their parents understand that this is actually a real thing and you need to deal with it somehow absolutely so see as i said like you know as uh, as much it is important for parents to be connected and be free in communication with their children i would request all the teenagers adolescents young adults to you know share freely whatever they are going through with their parents trust me you know maybe uh, the way sometimes your parents behave or what they say is not ideal but they love you they care for you and their life really you know it revolves around you so don't deal with anything alone go up to your parents and share whatever you are dealing with and slowly gradually the stigma and taboo will go but don't hesitate to take support they should be the first people whom you should go for support because they are, they know they have better knowledge than you they have better experience than you and they are the right people who will seek support if required okay just be open just be open with them and i do understand that stigma and taboo is there but people are gradually you know now understanding the need and importance of mental health and that it's critical to be mentally healthy and people are coming up they are like you know opening up and seeking support so i get to uh, deal with teenagers i get to see girls who are coming like they they are uh, undergoing a lot of stress and they cut themselves or uh, they are not eating so either there is bulimia where they eat in excess or there is anorexia where they don't eat at all and there are issues of self esteem and self image and negative body image many factors which the growing teenagers uh, they deal with and they experience and uh, and and most like many of them they uh, decide to share whatever they are dealing with with their parents so it's yeah. it's both ways you know the communication channel should be open from both the sides so uh, ma'am we've been following your page reconnect youth wing what do you exactly do at reconnect youth wing would you like to share something about that yeah so uh, like you know reconnect uh, is my initiative 
where i you know started the initiative with my uh, endeavor to bring the parents and children together so i myself you know i am a mother of two uh, boys uh, 26 and 23 years old and mm-hmm. uh, you know i i as a mother was facing certain issues when they were growing up when they were teenagers and i was i could experience that they were drifting away from me mm-hmm. so they started drifting away uh, from me they were not sharing things and that left me hassled so uh, i worked a lot on myself i basically uh, relearned parenting and that made a huge difference in my relationship with my sons so i got connected uh, back to them like never before and then i decided okay let me you know uh, give what i got to other parents and other teenagers so i started reconnect for parents and reconnect youth wing so youth wing i have uh, uh, like you know uh, volunteers with me uh, young leaders with me and uh, you know arna and udita they are here part of your endeavor also so they are also part of the youth wing they are uh, two of the leaders the brilliant leaders and uh, there also you know we conduct webinars we conduct uh, various sessions uh, one to one interactions with the uh, adolescents and young adults and uh, we have an instagram page so where are uh, we we always you know think of uh, disseminating whatever uh, rather than information i would say what things really make a difference in a teenager's life how can they be empowered in whatever they are dealing with how can they be somebody who's powerful in the face of whatever challenges the life you know throws at them so uh, basically through webinars and uh, various videos and uh, uh, like sessions we empower and uh, enable the teenagers and young adults that's what we do Okay, that's great, Doctor. Is there any message that would that you would like to give to the listeners who have joined in today? Yeah. So, uh, okay. So my message is, uh, just you know, feel free to uh, to express yourself. Don't keep anything which is bothering you in your heart. Vent it out. That's the message which I want to give. so find a person find a friend find an elder find a teacher find whosoever you know there is one person there must be one person out there who will listen to you understand you and show you the way ahead so just go out there and seek support vent it out that's what i want to say to all of you and wishing yeah. you all the luck all uh all the best in life i thank you so so much doctor for taking out your time today to chat with us it was lovely talking to you and i hope that a lot of individuals hear what you've said and talked about today and realize the importance of taking a break and not being too harsh on themselves again thank you so much for talking to us absolutely thank you thank you meera thank you arav and thanks to the whole team of shisha for inviting me here and giving me this opportunity to you know share my thoughts with all of you thank you so much
That was Dr. Ritu Gupta talking about stress management, dealing with burnouts and panic and anxiety attacks. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. We'll see you all the next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.